This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Jeff Gardner. Welcome to another Good Neighbor Podcast episode. Today, we have another good neighbor on, Randy Psycho from Psycho Solutions. Randy, welcome to the show. How are you, man? Good. How you doing, Jeff? Good, pal. Good to see you again. I know we've met before. I'm very interested in your business. Uh, what I found extremely impressive is how far you've taken that business in such a short time. So clearly you're a determined individual, but for all the listeners out there, they don't know what I know. So let's get right into it. For the people that have never heard of you before or that want to know more, tell us about your business. What do you do, Randy? Uh, so we're obviously a local business, a small mechanic shop. Uh, we got about four or five employees right now. Uh, second location that just opened up in April. Uh, we do just about anything on a vehicle. Uh, there's not really much we'll say no to. Uh, it's a little different than most shops. A lot of places will turn away larger jobs or diagnostic repairs that they don't really like to do. But we don't really mind getting our hands dirty and you know doing uh, whatever you need to uh, get your car back on the road. And we like to uh, try and get to know our customers, have a little bit of a personal side to the business so we can uh, take care of your vehicles best as possible. Beautiful, man. So not much that you guys won't do from standard work to custom work. You'll fix the car. Yeah. Yeah. Just about anything you need. Beautiful. And how long you guys been open for? Uh, So this April is actually a five year anniversary. So we opened uh, April of 2019 and uh, yeah, it's going to celebrate five years in a couple months. Congrats, man. And you made it through COVID. Like just that alone is a feat for uh, small uh, entrepreneurs. Yeah, we, we uh, opened COVID. and I got about a solid eight months and then COVID started. <laughs> it, it wasn't great. <laughs> but but that's a hell of an accomplishment, man. I mean, I talk to entrepreneurs all day, every day, and it's amazing how many of them opened around the same time or during COVID. Like, you know, I feel like for an entrepreneur, if you can make it through that, there's probably not coming. There's probably not much coming down the pipeline that you can't make it through uh, because pandemics hopefully don't happen too often. So um, I'm curious. I imagine the listeners are, too. Like, tell us about your journey. What what why did you get into this business? How did you get into this business? Uh, I kind of always was interested in cars and mechanics and stuff. It was something I always did, like throughout high school. And uh, I actually got my first uh, co-op when I was like 13. I uh, worked at Beverly Tire and uh, they hired me full time from there. And that was pretty much all I ever did was work on cars. I worked at a uh, diff- couple different dealerships, uh, local automotive shops, tire shops, and uh, just and ended up opening a business. Like I was always pretty much in mechanics. Uh, I started off small. I'd had uh, a buddy that I was doing mobile repairs with and weekend jobs and stuff like that just to save up cash. And ended up getting the business. I had a stroke of luck, met a guy that was selling it for a decent price. And yeah, here we are. Beautiful. Did you, did you know, did you always want, like, I think of this myself when I was very young, I wanted to run a business because I thought it was cool. And then I got a little bit older, like I'm talking probably 15. I wanted to run a business. Then as I started creeping up on my twenties, I met some other entrepreneurs, realized how brutally hard it was to run a business and my passion for wanting to do it kind of waned a little bit. It wasn't until I got into my, I don't know, early to mid 20s that I I thought I'd take the plunge when I realized how much went into it. So running your own business is tough. Did you always 
know that you wanted to run your own business or did it just kind of organically happen? Uh, honestly, I, I think I had like an ADHD moment and I was just telling everybody about this business idea that I had when I was like 16 and I kind of just never let it go. And as I got older, I was like, I guess I should probably do something with that because <laughs> I was I was always telling everybody it was something I wanted to do. So I kind of just ended up making it happen. I didn't want to <laughs> didn't want to disappoint, I guess. <laughs> it's it's interesting when you announce something to the world like that, especially for a long period of time, the brain just keeps telling you it's like, OK, it, it's time to do this. Everybody thinks I'm going to do it. It's time to do it. Uh, I love that story, man. Something that I'm curious about. We talked about this when when we met um, probably like October, somewhere around then, November, um, myths and misconceptions about the automotive industry. Like to the person right now who thinks they know something about uh, the car business, like maybe um, that used car salesman in our head or you can't trust your mechanics, something like that. What are some common myths and misconceptions out there about um the world of mechanic automotive shops um i don't know if they're really myths because i mean they kind of a lot of people it does happen to like the misconceptions i guess is that you can't trust your mechanic and i guess that's probably something that, that i try to avoid in my shop because a lot of people feel like they can't trust their mechanic or that they're not you know thoroughly explained things enough or that they don't really understand the work being done on their car or that that they're they're not understanding why there's certain costs involved and they just feel like they're being ripped off or they feel like they can't, they can't trust their mechanic. You know, it's kind of a, I don't know if it's a myth though, because it seems that everybody has a mechanic shop horror story. So, but that's, that's the biggest misconception I would probably say. And so how do you, cause that's, that's tough. I mean, we have some in my world too. Um, how do you, how do you make people feel more comfortable? If somebody comes into your shop, they're like, okay, I've had a couple of horror stories in my past. I mean, you don't know that. They haven't probably explained this to you. Maybe sometimes they do, but how do you make people feel more comfortable? I guess an easier question is how do you build trust when that misconception is out there? Uh, it's just, it's easier to just like be openly and like honest with people. Like some, some people don't understand how vehicles work and how like stuff goes together. So, you know, you can try and, like a lot of times we'll bring them into the shop, show them what's going on, explain to them what's happening with the vehicle, like why it is that it's important that it be replaced and just like break it down in simpler terms so that people can like know and understand why it is that things are the way they are or why they need to be repaired or if they can leave it till later, which is a big thing because a lot of people don't have the money to just fix everything all at once. And, you know, some shops will be like, oh, you need all of this right now. You need to do it or you're going to fall off the road. But if you can give people, you know, okay, well, you can wait another paycheck or two and be honest with them and like just give them a couple options instead of just being like, no, this is this is it. This is what you need. This is what you get. Otherwise, go away. Basically, it's a lot easier than, you know, because a lot of a lot of places are just like, this is what you get. But you got to try and give people options and like help them out like to to what they need. Like they're not just another customer, you know? Yeah. So uh, I, I love that. So simply providing more information to the people so they have a better understanding rather than just telling them this is what it is, giving them a few options. And I really like that you uh, mentioned focusing on, on their actual needs, even though the car may need repairs, they may not have the income. And rather than like preying on their fears saying, 
if you drive this away today, the wheels are going to fall off, which uh, I imagine that statement has been said before and scares the heck out of us. So you provide information, you give them options, you focus on their needs. It's, it's, it's great, man. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why you guys are doing so well. Something outside of business, Randy, this is something that you and I didn't talk about when we first met. It was pretty much all biz. What do you do for fun? I imagine your work is fun. You're an entrepreneur, so you must like it. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, uh, what do you do for fun, man? Uh, just lots of snowmobiling, ATV and fishing, yeah. Yeah. hanging out at home, just regular stuff, you know, nothing, yeah. nothing too crazy. That's sometimes all we need. You know, I ask this question a lot and it seems like the simple stuff. If you can go for a good ride on the ATV with somebody, you know, good session of fishing. I like to ski. You know, it's the simple things. <clears throat> Outside of the fun stuff, one of my favorite questions, as I find that, especially in this day and age with social media, the way a lot of us present ourselves on there is the best parts of our lives. And when somebody's watching it and maybe they're not having the greatest time, they can compare themselves and think, why is everybody doing so much better than me? So I find that in my experience, sharing the good and also the hard can be a, you know, not only uh, cathartic for myself to just be honest about my experience in life, but I think it can also be a beacon for somebody else that uh, maybe is going through the shit and um, recognizes that other people are too. So it's one of my favorite questions. Can you describe a hardship or life challenge that Maybe you didn't have a choice of facing. Maybe there's a fork in the road and, and you had to take this and it probably sucked when you were going through it. But if you look back in hindsight, you grew from it. It made you a better person. You didn't regret doing it when looking back. Anything like that come to mind? Uh, like related to the business or just in general? Anything. Anything where life kind of gave you a beating that looking back now, you're happy that you went through that. I don't know, like grow, growing up, I guess I'd always never really had a lot of family and stuff. I was always kind of left to rely on myself. So that that was a hard, hard thing to get over, you know, and uh, business wise, that kind of made me rely on relationships in my business. Mm -hmm. I was kind of like mixing personal life and business life when I uh, when I first started and mixing relationships with the business. And it just uh, caused lots of problems at, at the business. And, you know, with uh, with being able to grow and like expand things and like I guess maintain employees was probably one of the reasons why was because you, when you get your personal life involved, it really uh, can really affect how, how things function and grow. And it's uh, yeah, it's not a good thing. <laughs> I appreciate you sharing that with us, man. Um, yeah. It's a tough thing. We're humans at the end of the day, we're not robots. And if you spend 40, 50, 60 hours a week working with a group of people, it's no wonder that we often get connected you know, couples form out of business a lot, but yeah, it's a sticky little gray area that can, can be problematic. So I'm glad those things have worked out for you. Um, when it comes to the relationship and business side, what's one thing you wish listeners knew about your business specifically for the people who have heard of you that maybe don't know all the details for the people who haven't heard of you in Simcoe County that are looking for a change in their mechanics, somebody that they can go to and trust. What is one major thing that you would want them to know about your business? Um, I guess just that uh, 
you know, that we fix everything and that they have options when they come to the shop is basically the, the main thing. Like there's not really, there's no, I'm trying to be a place that offers everything. So like we do at our new location, we've been offering collision repair and like mm -hmm. insurance work. We do like uh, frame repair, body work, like, like literally end to end car service. So it's uh it's something that not a lot of places can say they offer, I guess. And uh, I don't know if all of my customers know all of that. I try to provide that information, but uh, it's a pretty broad spectrum. And I don't know if uh, everybody knows about that. So that, that would pretty much, yeah, pretty much be that, I guess. So for the people that are listening, if you've got a problem with your car, uh, go see Randy. Uh, is there a type of vehicle? I know you work on many. So I think an easier question would be, is there a type of vehicle you don't work on? No. Like big, you'll work on big trucks and anything like work trucks, all that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anything. I mean, like I can't at this moment in time, I can't really work on like a dump truck or like anything of that size, but yeah, like F two fifties, like F three fifties, diesels, vans, pickups, trucks, cars, SUVs, whatever. And uh foreign domestic doesn't matter. You guys no, are talking doesn't matter, no. Awesome. Anything. So this is something that I, uh, I really like talking about. I love the deep conversations. I love knowing the why behind, uh, people's actions, their philosophy. Uh, some people like going deep. Some people are, are uh, less comfortable with it. But I think uh, for myself anyways, business is a major important part of my life, family, friendships, my, my personal time. But I think the game that I'm really playing, and I would argue that most humans are, is the game of life, right? All of those are categories within life. So it seems prudent to me to think about, you know, why am I here? What am I doing? I don't know when my time is up, up. So, you know, if I want to get stuff done, I should probably get it done. Um, and what kind of impact am I going to leave? I think about that a lot. Like by the time my journey is up, like, what did I do? Uh, did I make the world a better place? Did I make it worse? So uh, I leave this out of the questionnaire on purpose. It's kind of my secret little question. What kind of impact are you trying to leave? Uh, Randy, business, personal, just in life in general. Like what, if there's a mission in your head, what is it? What kind of impact are you trying to leave? I mean, besides retiring early and not working for the rest of my life, um, there's just uh, a lot of the people that work with me and that work around me. I, we all kind of like a family. We try to take care of each other. So I'm just trying to uh, trying to make a business where I can have uh, all my friends and the people that I consider family be successful as well. And we can all just kind of grow together and not work for the rest of our lives and maybe help, help people out and help have their cars be reliable with for not their entire paycheck and you know just do the best we can that's about it it's awesome simple answer but it's a it's a big mission essentially you're trying to become successful which it seems like it's going that way bring people along with you especially your loved ones and uh and help others like the community it's a simple thing but it's not easily done and uh, i think it's a great mission randy tell us how we can find out more about you What's your contact? Somebody listening wants to contact you. How do they do that? Uh, we have our website. So you can go to www.psychosolutions.com. Uh, the email is the same, psychosolutions at Gmail. And uh, we have two locations at uh, 176 Bradford Street and 188 Burton Avenue in Barrie. And they're Beautiful. both on Google. Beautiful. And for people that are listening, when he's saying psycho, it's S Z A J. K.O. You'll find him online. He's all yeah. over the place. 
Randy, I appreciate the chat, man. I'm looking forward to speaking to you again. It's been great getting to know you. Seeing your rise is very inspiring for me because I was not where you are at your age. Uh, seeing that you've expanded to two locations and that um, the amount of services you provide to your customers, especially compared to uh, other automotive mechanics, I just love it. And I love that it's so rooted in the community and giving back to to Barry and Simcoe County. I think what you're doing is great, man. I think I think you figured out a lot of things uh, early on in life. So kudos to you. I, I'm really happy to have you on the show, man. It's been great chatting. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. I really appreciate that. And I, I appreciate the opportunity. Awesome, pal. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast, Midhurst. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnpmidhurst.com. That's gnpmidhurst.com. Or call... 705-413-3775.